Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Hello, good evening, good morning. Uh, whenever you're watching or listening to this, it's another new Spurs Order pod under the touchline Frucker Banner. I'll be your host again tonight, X Pack, and I'll be joined today once again by Tops, aka Booker T. Brother, how are you? Hello, hello. Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. Um, just happy to be back on. Didn't think it'd be me and you again, but actually, it's always quite nice when it's just two of us. So. <laughs> yeah, it's um, especially nice when the energy is good and. Obviously, we're coming off a win, not doing, um, I guess, maybe crisis Patreon pods. But, yeah, be sure to yeah, check man. out if you haven't. It is free. It is free. So, we're we're good like that. And our team are apparently good like that as well. So, we're just coming off a win against Palace, away from home in a game we usually struggle. A 4 nil win. Um, going into this game, there's obviously so much crisis talk amongst that content and the board and stuff and maybe and subconsciously consciously I'm not even sure but Conte probably somehow managed to take a lot of the heat off the players going into this game um you didn't really hear talking the press conferences about some of the glaring errors the players have made it was always about Conte's future and you know is Levy going to spend some fucking money and stuff like that? Like, that's <laughs> that's literally what most of the talk was about. Of course, people were getting onto the players on Twitter and stuff, but, you know, it was mostly justified, to be fair. 
And we're going into this game low on confidence. And with Basuma suspended as well, we're thinking, okay, we're going to be light in midfield. I fully expected Skip to start. Uh, to start, but did you expect uh, Conte to go with that verse of Hill starting again after what was? I thought he struggled against Villa despite a few little bright moments. Yeah, I thought he struggled against Villa as well. To be honest with you, um, I mean, uh, I still feel like the jury is out there, but I think I'm more on the side that I still think I need to see more from him. Just because when he first came, I don't want to get into it, but when he first came, I thought he was a very unique type of player. Um, kind of gave me old school vibes, sticks to the touchline, very good dribbler, one-on-one player, likes to take people on, likes to really, really good on the turn, um, very good crossover ball. And honestly, the only my my biggest issue with him was just how slight was how slight he was, and I feel like it's still it's still uh, even now, it's still really a bit of an issue. Um, you know, last night, although he played really well in lots of 50-50s and moments when I felt he was a bit stronger, he'd come out of that better. He just didn't. But to be honest with you, in my head, I was like, if Kulisevsky's not fit, then I would actually prefer if we just went for like a 3-5-2 um, by using um, Hoisin, uh, Skip, and actually Sa, just because I think um, Conte seems to like Saar and like we'll 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 get into Saar obviously during the pod. But I kind of thought maybe um, with, in my opinion, what feels like three different type of midfielders, maybe he would do that. But actually, to my surprise, um, he put his faith in in Brian Hill again. And to be honest with you, it was um, absolutely justified. Um, I thought I thought he performed really well yesterday. Yeah, we did. Um, as well, again, was was surprised Hill started. Like I fully thought it would just make sense to have Perisic in the front line, and you know we've at least got a presence there. And then Cess would just come in at left wing back, and it should be a good change. I mean, obviously Perisic is good enough to play in the forward line for World Cup semi finalists, so. Again, he's someone that's got creative quality. He seems to get beaten quite a lot, Perisic, um, yeah, defensively I mean... as well. So, yeah, just keeping <laughs> him up the pitch to I'll allow him you. to be creative just made sense to me. But, yeah, he, he started healed to his credit. Sorry, you were going to say? I, I, I really don't know what we ever saw in Perisic defensively because the guy can't defend for shit. <laughs> and this is what oh. I mean. Like, I fear... Like Crystal Palace have ballers as well, right? I I didn't see him having a good night um, defensively at all. So yeah, yeah again, I just thought assessing you was probably more suited to no. dealing with the likes of Eze yes. feels to dropping those right pockets and Elise as well. That. If Zaha end up going out to the right as well, like we, who knows? Um, it it just made sense to me, but it was a brave decision to be fair. Um, again, one. I didn't expect him to make it. It was one of a couple of uh, brave decisions he made. And, um, yeah, it paid off. Like, how mm-hmm. did you kind of um, see that the first... I mean, it was obviously a good start from Spurs, but how did you kind of break down, like, the first 20, 25 minutes from us? Um, I thought it was positive. You know, like, uh, 
got to the ground uh, with Tobes and I wasn't like particularly like enthusiastic about the team or enthusiastic about how we were going to perform. Just nobody of, thought we were going to win. Just just because of you know the way that we've been playing recently. Um, but actually, I wouldn't say we came out the gates, but we started the game positively. We started the game on the front foot. Uh, we were, uh, there were some really nice uh, combinations between Hill and well, Hill was really good yesterday in the sense that he stayed quite close to um, Doherty yesterday. So there were lots of nice combinations uh, with those two, and obviously as well with either Hoiberg and, and Skip. So I felt like we were getting into nice areas. Um, we almost looked like there were moments where we were trying to even get in, get in behind um, through Sun. Kane was uh, dropping deep, um, taking the role of Hoisin really, and kind of trying to help us move the ball um, out wide or, you know, right down uh, through the middle of the Palace defence. So I felt like the first 15 minutes were, for 15, 20 minutes in my opinion, they were positive. And actually, it gave me a good feeling that uh, we could probably get something from the game. But again, um, I I think I remembered after the 20, 25 minutes which club I support. So, Yeah, we saw a lot of hallmarks of um, this team, which were playing so well last season between that kind of February, May period. It was just a case of, again, just going back to basics and being brave with it for me. Like there were so many just quick, snappy decisions we were making on the ball and it just it just made so much sense. And it allowed us to get into a rhythm so much quicker. Like there will be a couple of like clumsy slash what like easy turnovers from us but at the same time like I was saying um from the Aston Villa game I think our counter press is better especially with Romero in there now so we can kind of take those risks with faith that we'll win the ball back a bit quicker again mm-hmm. it's something that we've been practicing in this kind of second preseason as well um yeah quick snappy decisions we got we got uh Brian Hill into the game early as well like I felt like Kane was uh trusting him early Doherty was trusting him early in build up and um He'll be in the unique player he was. And where he had an um, initial couple of good cameos last season, or at the start of last season, it was coming off the left, where now I feel like game by game, he's just getting more used to where he is on the pitch on that right-hand side, which isn't his preferred position. And, you know, he's just able to to know how to essentially just dribble better on that side. Um, yeah, like one thing I really liked as well, actually, and and this is not even just the first time, but throughout the game, was like he he really is quite good at, at the link at the link stuff. You know, he he knows um, what's the what's the best way to describe it. I feel like he has good spatial awareness as a footballer, especially because he plays in an area where there's going to be lots of high risk passes and lots of tackles. Mm. So he constantly is looking. His con- his eyes are constantly moving. He, he kind of knows what's around him. So if he has time to receive the ball on the turn, he does it. If he doesn't have much time and has to make a, a, a one-time pass, he does it quite well. If he has to just, like, maybe just do a touch quickly um, because he might be might be getting pressed, he does it quite well. So, like, from a technical, from a technical perspective, I actually think what, what he's shown, it's probably always been there, but he just maybe hasn't had either the confidence or even just the game time to actually show it. And to be honest with you, um, I don't know, like uh, maybe as well, in my opinion, uh, Palace look at like Spurs as being uh, players of 
like Kane and Son's quality as being the ones that can really hurt them. And maybe they wouldn't say this wouldn't say disrespected Hill, but maybe they didn't give him enough time and attention that they thought that he probably required. And actually, that allowed him to to play quite freely and quite confidently actually yesterday. Mm, yeah, I don't think they would have feared him going into the game. To be fair, like. Um... Obviously, with it being his unpreferred position as well, like Selhurst Park, it's, it's a smaller pitch mm-hmm. as well. And um, like you just said, he was trusted quite early with the ball, even in like tighter spaces when he was being pressed, that like, we would just fizz the ball in. And this went for the rest of the team, to be fair. We were just trusting each other a lot quicker in tighter spaces, quicker. Um, and especially Hill, and he got the beating of Joel Ward and Jeffrey Schlupp quite regularly. Um, yeah. And once you manage to get change out of these players across the course of a game, then you're able to do other things, which um, which we'll get into. Um, Oliver Skip obviously started well as well. Um, there was a couple of, I'd say, weaker challenges from him, challenges which I wouldn't necessarily associate with Skip. Like, he's very good in his duels. Uh, yeah. But he started well. He's a very good tempo setter, and he still gave some pretty good protection to to our back four and well our back three back five again whatever you want to call it but yeah. uh, what would you how would you kind of break down harry kane's start to the game because this is a harry kane which i've been kind of pining to see for so long and i almost thought he was kind of lost in this extra instruction from conte just to stay forward but yeah, yeah no, it's I... back to this old kane for me yeah, I was really, I was really impressed with him yesterday. I felt like in the first half he was doing the link stuff well. My only, my only one um, thing about the stuff that he does with the link play is that he he does this really good thing sometimes where when he gets decent enough separation, he takes a touch, he literally scans immediately for the pass, and if the pass is on, I find that he actually takes too many touches. And because he takes too many touches, he often you often find him being the one that is the latest into the box. And actually, I think I would prefer if if he's going to do that link stuff where he gets the ball, you know, somewhere in like the in like the middle or the attacking third, he gives it and he goes immediately because he does actually have a burst to get back into the box quickly. But I find yeah. sometimes when he does that link stuff, I feel like he takes maybe one or two like touches too late. And then sometimes the pass might not get off or he might get crowded by a number of guys. It's, uh, that's my only like, that's my only like um, qualm. With, Did you like, not feel like he was getting into the box most of the time though after? He, he was. I felt like in the second, I felt like in the second half, he definitely Because he was. does have a tendency to obviously not use these bursts. I mean, I think he might be limited to the amount of bursts he can have over the course of a well, game. Yeah, but, that, that is, that is absolutely true. And to be honest with you, like, if you look at if you look over the the course of most games, especially like yesterday anyway, he's not the one that's it's weird. When the chances fall to him in the box, he's very happy to take them. He's like very shot he's not shot shy. He's very like good at the snapshot stuff. But I find as well that like he actually does create a lot for the other guys as well, you know. Um he was the one who did the the, the overhead pass for Suns, for Sun's goal. Um, there were a couple passes that he opened up out wide to Doherty and to Perisic, which were mm. from him. So I felt like, in terms of the all-round play that he's he's been that he's been giving the team, it was better yesterday. It definitely was better yesterday. And obviously, from a finishing perspective, 
it was, I mean, like the Spurs fans, we were literally behind um, him for both of the goals. And honestly, like the the second finish, it was just like, I like, I like remember just shouting that that finish was just automatic. Like he literally had one touch from the pass and just knew exactly where he was going to put it. Like, it was, mm, it was it's such it was a cash impressive. money position for him. Yeah. My only gripe with Kane when he does do that that dropping in between the lines is when he does this thing where he does hold on to the ball for a bit too long. He doesn't really use his body to get that much separation or just spin to the side to um, almost just turn anyone that's pressing him. He'll just hold on to the ball, take too many touches, and he'll just wait for the Hollywood option. He'll either yeah. wait for maybe a switch out to the right-hand side or a ball to Son, and it'll be that or bust. He'll have this Hollywood pass or bust kind of mentality where he's not really aware of maybe other players on the pitch, and he'll just uh, end up giving it away. And he has done that. Most of the time this season when he's done that, he's given it away, and it's been quite frustrating to watch. But, yeah, um, yesterday his decision-making when it came to who he'd released to and when was was really, really good. It was. But yeah, um, so we're getting into, I guess, the last 20 minutes of the first half and Palace do get back into it. Um, I thought they played through us quite easily as well, to be honest. I wonder why, uh, Owen. I wonder why. <laughs> I think there was, um, there was a time in the first half where the ball just ballooned up in the air. Romero was under it and he must have just looked up and saw Salt Bay because he completely scuffed the ball and almost conceded <laughs> a clear chance. For, well, he, I think it was a clear chance for Palace. And then, yeah, there was that chance with um, Zaha giving it to Jordan Ayew. He turned, yeah. I think it was Dyer. He managed to oh, roll yeah. Dyer a bit and uh, Elise was free on the right-hand side for a quick release. Yeah. And he would have had a pretty easy finish. I can't believe he did it past Twitly. I still can't believe he did it past the, To be honest, like, I thought the shot honest, was you, on for Ayu, but I just don't think he's good. <laughs> I don't like, think he's was, good. I, saw, um, I, was, I was so annoyed as well because at that, at that point, Zaha became free because his ability to just run at players, like, it was so easy the way he was able to bypass, I think, Skip and Hoiberg and then he's come inside he's now driven he's now driven at, at uh, Romero and he's kind mm. of left Romero and fed it into Ayu and honestly I kept thinking I actually thought initially that Ayu was going to maybe like you know those what, you, know, you know those dummies where you run over it and you let it you let it like go through your legs and it just he can do that yeah he can do that and I actually thought oh that's what he's going to do but when I seen him control it I thought, okay, this guy's got hit basically anywhere that's either side of the goal because Hugo was literally snap bang in the middle of the goal, and he shot it right. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Hugo, Hugo, it was a good save. Actually. It was a good save. To be fair, actually, like he got his right hand down pretty quickly, like um, considering the power of the shot. But in hindsight, and then I remember I think when I watched matches day when I got home, I remember thinking, I'm pretty sure I saw Zaha like flailing his hands or something and then it actually looked even worse. <laughs> he literally walked over <laughs> to him and then it looked even worse on match of the day. It looked yeah. like a meme. <laughs> yeah, so I mean yeah, listen, um it's not us. It's you know, we just need a little bit of luck, man, because uh, nine games in a row, I don't know if I could do it. Or was it ten games in a row? I don't know if I could do another. Ten games in a row. Yeah, we we conceded so to be honest um, anything. I mean to be fair, Hugo was alright yesterday as well actually. Made some good saves so yeah, uh, let's move straight on to that then, because that's a pretty good segue. Because um, 
going into half time, um, it was a case of like, I. I don't know about you, but I wasn't that worried at half time. Like I was thinking, okay, as long as we can get back onto the front foot and get back into that rhythm we did at the start of the game, I think we'll be fine because we looked so dangerous. And lo and behold, this this cross we've seen actually a lot this season where Perisic just clips it to that back post. We feel like we haven't reaped the rewards of that quick enough. But now it's I think now it's become such an automation now where it's just been a matter of time before it actually comes off and yeah it's, I thought we, we started the half really well it's really frustrating as well Aaron, that you know because like like that sort of combination is really one that like Conte can literally point to and be like listen if you have a player of decent enough quality and you have enough automation and you create a decent enough overload your your wing your fullback should be in an area where he's able to affect the game like that on multiple occasions. And what's so frustrating is that even yesterday, there were multiple occasions where I remember himself and Doherty getting into really promising areas and those final balls were mm, okay. Weren't great, weren't amazing, but okay. But obviously as well, like the guy's got nine assists and that sort of position where he's found himself on that left sort of upper part of the field it's cash money because he's always going to have an overload. You're always going to have either Kane or and or another attacker that's going to be in the box waiting to mm. receive it. And to be honest with you, like the minute the minute he went up, I thought that's that's got to be at least a shot on target. So when it when it when I saw it nestled in, I was like, fucking on, it's a good edit. Yeah, as soon as Perisic put that ball in, you could just see Doherty and Kane attacking the post. Yeah, he, uh, that, um, I, I'm I'm not sure if I've just butchered the uh, keeper's name or not, but Greater didn't didn't, didn't look like he knew where he was, and he yeah, he was no, beaten no. the second the ball came over, um, into the box. You just knew he was beaten, and you knew yeah. Kane was favourite, and that was yeah a nice little tap at the back post, and. Though, lo and behold, we managed to take the lead for the first time in what was 10 games. Um, an insane stat. An insane stat, especially for a team which does um, does almost rely on getting that first goal to get the best out of Conte's structure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it was just important that the goal was scored first, um, just from a mentality perspective. And also to shut down any sort of effort um, that Palace wanted to kind of give um, in that second half. So yeah, I was I was happy, and actually uh, that was a good moment as well to score because it almost I think the following like uh, fifteen or sixteen minutes we really just did our best to try and capitalise and and you know ended up scoring uh, three more in the end, which was really positive. Right. Uh, yeah, I wanted to just get on to Kane's second goal as well. This is putting another cherry on the top for what was again a really good performance because he'll like he he's got a good understanding of the game state at this point because when he receives the ball in the area he did again good link up with Kane. Mm-hmm. He's faced with two players and these are two players that he's been getting the better of over the course of the game. So when he receives the ball. He's got a bit of space. All he has to do is just drop a little shoulder and he's giving himself now a bit of um, 
so they, these defenders they fear him now, right? So they don't mm-hmm. they're, they're standing off him in case they, he he beats him again. It, it just it gives him that little bit of extra space just to play that pass, a simple but really really good pass. Again, it's yeah. getting back to basics for us, and it was just a good slide rule into Kane for what was a cash money position for him to finish. Yeah, well, this is it as well. Like, uh, um, me and Tobes and a few others that were there, we were saying yesterday that, like, at the back end of that second half, first half, excuse me, uh, it just looked like we just lacked the basics. Everything seemed to not be coming off. And then all of a sudden, in the second half, a little bit more intensity. um, uh, We were looking for many, many sort of moments to try and stretch them. And Hill was one of the reasons that we were doing that, you know? Um, so that pass that he that he did was like you said it was a very it was a very very smart pass because he knew that if he actually is if he's able to make that pass quickly it might open up um, it might open it up for Kane um, for a shooting opportunity and Kane he's going to give you a shot immediately which he absolutely did to be honest with you he didn't even give the defenders or the keeper time to basically sell which I think was just mm. it was excellent. Yeah, I think Mark Gehi in particular had a horrible time against Kane. I was yeah. like, like this is a defender who we've kind of earmarked um, on the pod and as a club as well. They seem to be keen on him, and yeah, it was it was a torrid time for him. Uh, bless yeah. him, him and Anderson. Um, him forward, I thought we again just just looked dangerous from then on until the end of the game. Um, Conte, again, uh, this is the other brave decision I thought he made. Like, I was, I was expecting to see Pape Sar in this game, but I didn't expect him to sub him on at 2-0 um, that early on in the game either. It's quite rare for him to make a sub before, like, the 75th minute or so. But, yeah, yeah. Pape Sar mm-hmm. coming on, 66th minute. Really, um, yeah. Really, really solid performance. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, like... Oh, do, do you know what? <laughs> I I need to see I need to see some more. I need to see some more. Same. But I did see some more, but like I was looking at it yesterday, and I was like, I know what I'm going to get from Skip, right? And if he's if he's playing in, in that sixth row, I know he's going to be um he's going to be very safe. He's going to get on the ball and re- and recycle it effectively. Um, he's going to be good in the tackle. He's going to be a good presser. He's probably gonna, he's probably going to get a yellow card most games, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. And he's going to he's going to put himself about right. And the one thing I've always said about Skip and Conte's also said it as well is that I feel like he needs to just improve um, the amount that he gets on the ball and also what he does with the ball. Um, so actually, <laughs> yesterday I didn't think Skip did badly, but I looked at him differently because I was like, I've not seen you play in a while, and you're probably just building confidence in yourself. Um, uh, and also just familiarity playing again in that, in that double pivot with um, Hoiber. Now, when I when Sar came on, one of the th- one of the things that I I was massively like also just surprised about was that that he's actually like a he's a he's a bit of a physical specimen. You know, he's he's quite a tall, even though he's young, he's quite tall. And the one thing I really really liked about him was something that I think is missing in our midfield and it's, it's just pure athleticism. Like there were times yesterday when I saw um, that the Kure guy, whilst he's not like amazing on the ball, he's very, he's actually quite quick. He's very strong and he really gives them like, you really know what you're getting from him. So when Sar came on, I loved 
that he was firstly trying to get onto the ball. And I mean, literally every opportunity that he could, he was trying to get on the ball. If it was a one-two, he was doing it. If it was carrying into space, he was doing it. If it was challenging, he was doing it. The second thing I really liked about him was he was sprinting always to make himself free. So the minute he gave a pass, mm. he was sprinting to try and find another option and and be a passing option, which I really liked. And also the thing I liked about him was that like he really does carry a... I wouldn't say P and P, but definitely at least a power sort of attribute in terms of his ability because there were lots of moments where he was in 50-50 duels, he won them. There were moments he where he was, mus- he was mus- muscling guys off the ball, he was winning the ball back, and then he was also driving up the pitch, which I think in terms of players that we have currently, uh, I just feel like that's maybe just a little bit of the profile that, we're, that we don't have, you know, this real, this real athleticism in midfield. I feel like we kind of don't have that with Hoiberg. Whilst Bentancur is tenacious and skips tenacious, we don't really have that proper heavy athleticism, someone who's a willing, like hard physical runner. So I was really, really impressed. And I, and I hope actually this weekend um, he gets a start against Portsmouth. I, I would really like to see what, what, what he could do, what he could do. I, I actually think as well, like looking from the two games I've seen him play, I feel like there's the potential here for him to be like an... I know he's young to be a very good six. I wouldn't say elite six, but I think there's like attributes in his game that makes me think, you know what? If he hones some of these skills he already has, he really has, he could, you know, he he, he could literally, he could really do something as a six, I think. Yeah, he can. Uh, I can see that. I can see him being an eight as well. I think he can be whatever he, he kind of chooses to, um, whatever he chooses to be in the end. And yeah, there was a, there was a moment um, towards the end of the game where he he obviously uses awareness and composure and just general like ability to be press resistant and re- like be good in duels. Like he almost got um I was I was gonna say another thing which would have been a direct pause then, but there was two players who were just pressing him really, really high. Can't remember who they were and he managed to turn that pressure for one and then managed to win a duel through another one and just came out with the ball. And it almost looked seamless to to him. And there was um there was a moment actually when he came on, and you may have not noticed this on match of the day. I'm not sure if they showed it, but he was on the touchline as he's about to come on. Like you can see him, like he's trying not to smile. He's trying not to smile, but he's <laughs> just got that like slight smirk on his face, like he knows he's gonna come on and just boss it. And there was a few moments where he'd done something wrong in the game, and he's he's just smiling throughout. It's just like, okay, cool. If you're playing football, the smile on your face, and you're mixing it in again, what's usually a very hard ground for Spurs as well. And it's still a very competitive game, even with the game state as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 looks like he belongs at this level. Yeah, you know, and like sometimes you kind of give young players a bit of a bit of a hard time for not really wanting to express themselves. They want to do things nice and simple and not make any mistakes. But actually, like you said, I don't think he he doesn't look like um, out of his. I don't think he looks out of his depth. I think he he very much um, he's definitely there physically. Um, but I think I just need to see more in terms of um, different game states. Um, and also just what kind of roles he can provide, whether it's a six, whether it's a roaming six, whether it's a running eight, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, uh, that he was a really, he was a big positive. Um, he was a big positive yesterday, in my opinion. Brilliant. Um, we'll get into some more positives, shall we? And 
to make it 3 0. Uh, again, Kane, very, very good. Carrying the ball off the left hand side, manages to get it over to Sun, who manages to squirm the ball to Doherty for a decent finish. Guys, I probably could have done better, to be honest, but listen, I'll take it. Doherty, again, great throughout, proper wing back performance. And then you've got Sun, who finally scores in another Premier League game um, to make it four after missing a one on one not long before that. Uh, again, after Kane brilliantly put him in. Uh, what did you make of Sun's performance as a whole? I thought it was mixed, to be honest, Owen. I thought it was mixed. Um, uh, I, mean, I think a lot of people know how I feel about Sun at this point. I thought it was mixed. I felt yeah. like there were lots of moments in the first half. Actually, the first half wasn't a great half, if, I, if I'm going to be honest. I could see that there were moments that he was trying to make these, these last-man runs. Um, but the execution of passes lots of the time it wasn't it wasn't happening um I just felt like everything this guy was doing just it just wasn't coming off uh he was getting pressed in areas like he doesn't he's not confident with his back to goal um even some of like his crosses uh and and like um, final balls, I didn't think were, were very good. It's weird. I, like, there's two things about his game that really annoys me at the moment. I feel like one, he is not tenacious at all. If there's a 50 50, this brother is pulling out pause. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't he ain't going in for nothing. No, no money, no riches could convince this guy to go for any 50 50s, which really annoys me because I think like in a time of football where loads of attackers are getting yellow cards for trying to press and trying to win, Sun never wins any challenges and never, ever goes in for 50-50s. So that annoys me. And the second thing that annoys me is that, like, the one aspect of his technical game that I used to think he used to be quite good at was his dribbling and his ability to take on players. And now he just doesn't want to do that. Like, the minute he has the opportunity to go at someone, literally one-on-one, with pace, in stride, I feel that like he either decides to turn back or he doesn't do it confidently enough. And obviously, Sun is supposed to be like an over-XG finisher. But there were moments yesterday when I was like, this doesn't even look like the guy that I know. There was a chance even that he went through on goal, which actually was ended up offside. Nine times out of ten, last season, season before, he puts that away. The finish just straight at Gaeta. And to be fair, he improved in the second half. He was, he was way more active. He was trying to get on the end of things. Um, and actually, he took his goal quite well, um, even though there's a slight deflection of Gehi. But actually, I think for him, again, just to get his monkey, the monkey off his back, um, as a, you know, I think it was just important that he was able to get that goal in a win as well. And actually, the Suns got uh, the fans got behind him, and he seemed to reciprocate that um, after his goal and at full time as well. So. Yeah, I think that's a very fair summary of him. Um, it was just for me, even if you're going to fail quite a lot, of it, just going back to basics, again, just trying to be on the end of moves instead of being that player in build-up. Um, yeah. It's just a simple, simple dynamic for us. And it's it's just glad that we've managed to somewhat make it click again. In a game where, do you know what, I, before Sar came in, I don't think our midfield was that good either. Um, but again, we we managed to to get through the four 0 win, in spite of that. Um, we talk a lot 
and every single week on this pod on Hoybier, so I don't really feel the need to do it this week. Oh, God. I think we've got another podcast before the North London derby as well, but yeah, it's good that we've actually, again, somewhat managed to make um, the automations of content click again before what's going to be um, a tough run of games. And before we get into that, um, obviously the windows open, there's been a lot of talk about certain signings, but with mm-hmm. some of the displays we saw yesterday, would you keep Sartan Hill? Are they a part of this team now? Especially the latter, who a lot of people want us to sign them back up to Kulizewski. Um Would I keep Sartan Hill? Because these oh, are everyone at the start of the window inevitably thought were going to go out on loan, but now... Yeah. Um, I would honestly use... I would use this half of the season as an opportunity to really make your idea on them, in my opinion. Um, I feel like uh, whilst the club is always pushing for us to you know use this um this mantra of buying young high potential players um these are two players who i actually think can push first team players in my opinion um i feel like uh nowadays lots of younger players they often just need to play with confidence a lot of the time they want to play a lot of the time they may not have been given the opportunity but actually if you just instill some confidence in them I think that will be enough to carry them through as first team players in the Champions League probably not in my opinion uh, probably not Um, but against lower level Premier League teams and the odd um, you know uh, the odd game that is against sort of top opposition where maybe we've had suspensions or things like this I would absolutely I, I don't think there's any harm in it um, but I think it should be this part of the season. I feel like if it doesn't work f- for Hill between now and the end of the season, I would actually look to just move him on. Uh, whereas for uh, Saar, say it doesn't really work for him between now and the end of the season, I would look at loaning him. But at least we know that we have this type of player because, I f- I, like I said, I still feel his profile of player is what I think we've, we've been missing. We We're missing like a a running six, a running eight, a, a real like high energy, like physical, physical sort of central midfielder. Um, I mean, At this again, way you could end up taking Basuma's spot. Well, this is like it, isn't it? This is it. You see, we're, it. we're looking at we're looking at a team who, what I think is also important as well, is us for us is for us to not manage our expectations, but we've got to be clear on what we were trying to do now for the rest of the season. Are we trying to push for to end as, as high as possible? Are we happy to stay with top four? Will we like try and push or put our eggs in that Champions League run? I, it's, I think if we are clear on what we're doing in terms of our direction for the rest of the season, that probably best defines how we're going to go about what we're going to do in the transfer window and also these players because just as literally as as far as last week we were being told Hill, Spence, um, Tanganga, Saar these are all players that are up for either sale or um, loan um, in this window and then two games down the line um, both of them now look like they could be players that could be uh, involved in the first team you know? For sure for sure, yeah, they're just players that seem to be 
going game by game. Uh, Marlon from the Self Stand TV says he wants to keep Sar and Lone Hill. Um, it's fair, obviously, I can see that, but at the same time, I don't see us getting a player of sufficient quality as someone who can make more of an impact than Hill in, in the January transfer market, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless we spend like big money, I, in my opinion, but I don't see us doing yeah. that. So, and Madison, a kudos. Um, uh. yeah, there's there's players there, man. But mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. again, they'd have to get used to Conte's automations at the same time, so it's it's a weird one. Um, yeah, I've just seen, um who would you expect to then start against Portsmouth? Because we've got to kind of manage their squad with the North London derby coming soon up after that. Yeah, who else would you expect to see play? Um, uh, North London derby, Davies will return, definitely. Tanganga will return. Uh, Imagine Royale returns. Um, I would like to see uh, Skip and Saar. I would like to see Skip and Saar um, start in midfield and maybe a front three of uh, Hill, Sun and White, but depending on whether uh, Kulusevsky returns. Um, I feel like I think we're just going to rest Kulizewski for the North London derby. Yeah, I mean, if that would be kind of important to do as well. Yeah. Um, after, if, if Kane can be a sub or a bench option, yeah, sure. But I feel like he also needs to be rested. So he's fully um, ready for the following uh, week. Um, I don't I don't know much about Portsmouth, to be honest with you. All I know, all I remember just is that that's where Dane Scarlett went. Um mm. I've just but, sat their manager, I think. Oh, have they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like we just need to just... Uh, oh, I mean, these games can be seen sometimes as a bit of a scalp, but I think you just got to be professional. You know, you're at home. Um, the crowd are going to be expecting a win. Um, they're going to be fighting for their lives to try to get a result against us. So I think we just got to be professional um, and just show the extra bit of quality that we apparently have. Yeah, I mean, uh, the 12th in League One. Um, I agree. It was it was a nice touch at the end of the uh, Palace game that Harvey Harvey White got his debut. I fully expect him to play mm-hmm. um, against Portsmouth. I was like, he was out on loan too. He, um, he was there, yeah. Actually, that's true. Last season or the season before. Um I think it was the season before actually yeah um i imagine we'll probably keep the likes of kane on the bench just in case um again like someone we need to rest before the north london derby but we'll we'll we will probably end up seeing him come on in the second half at some point and yeah the <laughs> fa cup um it would be nice to try and test how far we can go in that like i know we have to probably commit our eggs to like certain baskets and we don't have obviously quite as much as kind of strength in depth as we would like or as Conte would like so yeah I still think we can do well in the FA Cup like at least get to even a semi-final seems within realistic expectations to me so yeah Portsmouth should be a formality and then I see hopefully we can 
get a result in the North London derby. Um, just like a quick prediction as well, just for how um, how we're looking in our next kind of front of fishes. Because someone of the uh, New Spurs Order account kind of tweeted, like, oh, how many points do you expect us to get from certain games? Um, yes. Yeah. Man City twice uh, comes yeah. up in some of these games. Uh, so our yeah. next kind of five uh, Premier League game or home games, even yeah. uh, Arsenal's well, not home games, just home games. But our next kind of run of fixtures include Arsenal, City twice, West Ham, and Chelsea. Yeah. Um, how would you see us doing? Because I think you know Eric Dyer might have a little sound sight for Haaland, but who knows? <laughs> That's very nasty of you, man. That's very nasty of you, bro. I'm going to need you to redact that, redact that comment immediately, bro. What? <laughs> uh, I, um... knows? I was watching him tonight, to be fair, and yeah, he, <sighs> Harlan does look quite sharp. He does. Chelsea uh, were able to keep him um, At home, I, I don't know, loss. I mean, yeah, I think the last... Last five games at home, we've conceded more than two. We've conceded two or more. So I'm not particularly confident. You know, my only my only uh, saving grace is that North London derby, generally these games form doesn't mean anything. And I still, and I still stand by that. Um, I feel like uh, uh, them Woolwich men are in a good moment, but I feel like we have to we have the ability um, to cause some problems for them. I think I feel like um, I don't, I don't feel like we should play in our, uh, what's the term like in ourselves. We should just really go at them because um, they're a team who have actually um, been able to smell blood. And uh, they've got lots of players in good sort of form at the moment. Um, that could hurt us, but I feel like Kane is in a is in a very good form at the moment. Um, Fifteen league goals, and he always bags against them. Son's very good at bagging against them. Um, I feel like Kulu would be uh, huge for us to have um, against them. Ben Romero, back. Romero didn't play last last last. Uh, seasons uh, win at home against them as well so I feel like there's going to be uh, lots of big big duels uh, and guys who I think irrespective of how we've been playing will want to just step up and perform in, in that sort of big game um, City uh, I, I mean you know we have a really funny relationship with Man City home and away um, I, I can't really tell at the moment um, where they're at because I've watched them last week against um, Everton wasn't really that impressed, um, and then I watched them um, tonight, and I thought that you know uh, they've got so much quality. You know they can afford to change it so easily, so quickly, and guys who can come on and affect the game. So um, I, I'm not really holding on to those games um, too closely, to be honest with you. I like to kind of see City games as just a free hit. Um, just generally, because, <laughs> just just generally, because I think three, you know, three nine, points, you mean? yeah, nineteen uh, at this point. Uh, they I think we'll win like, one of those games. They don't seem to like playing us, and I don't think Pep can really put his finger on why. 
Fuck all you can put my finger on why. Uh, and West Ham, I'm not bothered at West Ham. They're they're in such a they're in such a terrible moment. It's it's quietly laughable, but um, um, yeah, I'm not really thinking about that to be honest with you. I'm actually kind of worried about Fulham away. Um, after okay. Arsenal, yeah, Fulham away. That's a funny one. Um, um, it's been a long time since we've been uh, at Craven Cottage and had some mixed results there um, when we have gone there, and they seem to be playing. It, it, they seem to be playing quite well at the moment. Um, good result last week against Southampton, uh, and then this week they had a really good result against Leicester away. Um, I, don't know, I feel like they're uh, Silva's got them playing decent stuff. Mitro's always scoring, but I, I think for now, honestly, at this point, the way that we're playing and our form is so there's such a misdirection in our form. I'm just seeing each game as as game to game. Honestly, Aaron. I don't until I see us being able to pull a number of results together. I'm not going to really try and take anything because you know I thought Brentford away we weren't terrible but I didn't expect the performance to be so bad against Villa and then weirdly the performance was better against Palace even though I didn't think it was a formal game but we were extremely extremely clinical so and it's funny as well you know how the how this how this narrative goes because Brentford was okay Villa was very poor Conte came out of all these comments and then we beat Palace away 4-0 yesterday and I don't hear anything. I don't see anything on social media. I don't hear anything. <laughs> I don't hear anything on, in the media. Nothing. I'm just like, okay then. So we just forgotten about that then, have we? Brilliant. Okay. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right then. No, on we, to we, Arsenal we, then. We, we Do you know what I mean? Stay up next. Point. Especially for centre-backs. Um, well, right exactly. Yeah. Back. yeah. But yeah, well, uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was another point. Obviously, against Palace, Emerson Real was booed on, uh, which mm. I thought was harsh because, yeah, again, I think we 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 spoke about this just before we recorded, and you mentioned it, and obviously, it's not Emerson Real's fault that he's being played over someone who's better than him at right wing back, and he's the one getting booed for it. It's it is it's a tad harsh, man, but. Um, Hopefully, it kind of sends a message to the board because Levy was obviously present for the game against Palace. Uh, you in the crowd probably booing him, and fair enough. Um, or cheering <laughs> against him, even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, he'll probably play against Portsmouth as well. So hopefully, he yeah. gets a good reception. Um, in addition to that, I forgot to mention, like, I hope. We at least see the likes of um, Will Langshear, Jamie Donnelly and Alfie Devine in the squad and we can play well enough to bring them on and give them sufficient minutes that First minutes, you yeah. know, exceed Good. like five minutes of injury time. Yeah, awesome. no, it's true. Like, um, it's kind of nice this third round FA Cup weekend because um, the, the draws we've had recently or the last few years have been quite favourable. Um, so actually you can kind of play like uh, squads that are a bit more reduced in terms of in terms of quality I suppose or more more so um, teams that are f- that have more prominent number of squad players actually so it would be good as well I mean these kind of guys who are really kind of prominent in the, in the 23s um, like you said Don Lee um, White uh, excuse me um Alfie Devine and obviously White, who's who's who it feels like has been promoted as a first team player anyway. So yeah, getting these guys, you know, minutes is important. I, sometimes it's it's a bit of a harsh, hard one because you don't want to 
you don't want to um you you don't want to stagnate these guys' developments, which is which is the name of the game because I don't think we've really had that great development and I don't think our pathway to first team is great at Spurs. But actually, you know, any times that you can get these foot these kind of young guys in, if they're good enough. I, I'm I you know, I've always been an advocate. I think if you're young if you're young and you are good enough, you generally stand the test of time. Um, you know, uh, if you get the opportunity, you either sink or you swim. And um, very quickly, I think it's quite easy to see um, sometimes as well. We've just been very fortunate that we've had players who um, have done so. Um, you know, when Delhi came on, um, Winks went on loan, became, uh, excuse me, Skip went on loan, came back. Winks, when he was given the opportunity in the team, um, you know, Kane when he's given the opportunity in the team. So generally, I think if you're young and you're good enough, yes, um, you deserve the opportunity. And if you take the opportunity, go for it. But I also think it's it's harsh when you're not given the opportunity. Exactly. Well, there you go. That wraps up um, this week's pod, I think. A nice, quick and snappy one from us this evening. Or, again, in the morning, depending on when you're listening. Uh, Tops, Booker T, thank you for joining me again. And, um, yeah, onwards and upwards to the FA Cup. Come on, you Spurs. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.